Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. I have to remember to not, like, hand talk because I'm holding it this time. That's why I hold it with my left hand and I can do nail clacks with my right hand. <laughs> oh my god. I like double hand talk because my left hand's usually the safer one because it has a comb in it. Oh. I don't like to hand talk with my scissor hand. No, don't do that. It's like asking to stab somebody. That's what we, what we just talked about. Listen, what you happens don't... off mic doesn't always need to be said on mic. All I'm saying is you don't need to Van go anybody. Oh my god. That's not what we're talking about today. No. What's our topic today? Uh, you know, we're on this weird trend where we went from like low-rise jeans to like hot socialites who were like so cool, and now we're moving on to teenagers who wanted to be hot socialites, and we're talking about the movie Thirteen. Like, I'd never even heard of this movie. I was little when I saw it, like younger, and I'd never even heard of it. My sister saw it. I think her friend showed it to her, and then I had to watch it with her, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like, it's like. It's like Requiem for a Dream or Train Spotting for like 13 year olds. For like, like I don't even think like 13 year olds should have watched this movie. No, never. I don't think that was the intent. I think 13 year olds were drawn to it because they were like, oh, that girl looks like me. And then they rented it from Blockbusters because that's what we did. And then like the cover is the two characters and they both have their tongues pierced. So they're like sticking out their tongues. And I remember being like, whoa, you could pierce your tongue. Yeah, I was like, scary spice has her tongue pierced and this girl has her tongue pierced. So I approve until we put it on. And I was like, what? You were like sitting there with your Polly Pockets and Barbies just being like, yo, what the fuck are you wrong? And my sister loved it. And I was like, it definitely left an impression for sure. This movie holds like this really sick, twisted chunk of my heart because I've said it I think on another podcast but in high school I was friends with like two of the really like cool girls and they had like the quote-unquote like cool parents who let them like throw parties and they had the houses where like kids drank I also just found out I think my mom listens to this podcast so if you're hearing this (laughs) no um but thank you for your support and you know what I'm still alive so you did a great job Uh, but they had the cool parents And I remember at night, because I'd always stay at one of their houses, we'd put on a movie. Like, you know, when you're kind of drunk in high school and you have, like, the Mm -hmm. spins, but it's time to go to bed, but you, like, can't just lay there. So we'd put on a movie, specifically a DVD. And I remember 13 was always one of those ones that we, like, put on. And I think it's because we were like, oh, we're so relatable like them. Look how, like, wild we're being at this parent chaperone's house party. Like, oh, my God. And then I'd wake up. You'd wake up in the middle of the night, like a like an explosion just went off because that DVD would have finished the credits. Yeah. And what DVDs did was go back to that title screen and just play the song over and over. And it's this really iconic moment of Evan Rachel Wood, who plays the main character, spinning on like a merry-go-round at a playground, and she's like screaming. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and it's jarring, and it just repeats over and over. Oh and my over. god, and it's so loud, and you're like, mm-hmm. why would this even be a fucking option? If I've gone through the credits, just turn it off. Yeah, and then post this movie, Marilyn Manson groomed that poor poor baby. Oh, I touched on that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So like this movie is fucking wait. Wild. Yes, Marilyn Manson. Yes. yes. Sorry, sorry. Go on. I was like, did, did I hear that right? Did- did you have to double check with Marilyn Monroe or Charles Manson? Charles because, Charles. Okay. Manson. I was like, did I say Charles or Mar- Oh, yeah, no. I said You're like, oh, sh- oh, shit. What did I do? What did I do? So if you haven't seen this movie, I fucking highly recommend it. Uh, I still think it's a banger, except, like, what happened. Like, when I rewatched The Little Mermaid, and I used to be like, oh, my God, Ariel, like, you go, girl. Get those legs. You're so amazing. And now I'm, like, on the side of King Triton, where I'm like, Ariel, you dumb bitch, you just met this fucking boy, you haven't even talked to him, and you want to give up your everything? Like, are you, go to your fucking room. I'm like, uh, I'm not on the side of anybody. Ariel's an idiot. She's 16! Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, she's a dum-dum, because she's, like, yeeting out of her family to go grow legs, and it's like, the fuck, you don't have to walk, like, what are you doing? And and yeah, like he could be an abusive motherfucker and he's fully just obsessed with her looks. He doesn't even know the who she is. So that's like garbage right oh there. God. There's like it's just a pile of trash. Don't like any of it. But then King Triton in the beginning in the first scene is trying to pimp his daughters out to his friends and he gets pit like butthurt that she isn't there. Uh he's she's just supposed to sing, duh. Yeah, it's her, in her fucking bikini. <laughs> like her naked tail hanging out. Like, I guess we can relate this to, like, the simple life, too, kind of, where, like, when I watched it, when it first came out, I was like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And then I'd be like, sana, 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 <laughs> you know? But then I, re- like I said on the last episode, when I rewatched it, I was just fucking annoyed with everything, because I was like, if somebody acted like this around me, I would, I would be ashamed or something, like, annoyed. But it was the same with this movie, where I watched it from, like, I feel two different perspectives now. Like, I saw it as a, like, 15-year-old, and now I've seen it as an adult. And part of me is like, girl, I want to whoop your ass. Yeah, do you do you identify, you probably identify with, like, uh, Evan Rachel Wood's parents now. Yeah, like, her mom. Yeah. I was just like, well, number one, she's a hairstylist. Love ah. it. Number two, like, holy fuck, that kid is off the rails. Yeah. She is out of fucking control. Well, and then the, the other girl's mom is, like, or is that her mom or it's her guardian? It's her guardian. It's her cousin. It's her cousin. Yeah, she's a train wreck. So, like, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen this movie, the premise of it is that the main character, Tracy, becomes, she's kind of, like, an average buckaroo she's in grade during grade seven number one wild like that's so young but she is kind of like regular uh and then she becomes friends with the most popular girl in school named evie zamora Mm -hmm. and evie's like kind of wild she wears like clothing that sirens used to sell like very promiscuous and like kind of scandalous clothing Mm -hmm. especially for her age Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm going to say, like, it's an, it's it's the demo, the Darina demo, like, age well, I was going to say, so. they all wear, like, extra low-rise jeans. Yeah. And, and they have their underpants, their thong, that G-string just, like, cranked up all yeah. the time. And like nobody they, has a butt. Yeah, and they, look, they look super cute. Like, the girls look great. But, yeah. But, like, the, like girl, you are a child. You are 15. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're babies. That's a baby. They're babies. They become friends and then they get involved with this like crazy life of like sex and drugs and crime and they kind of go berserk. So you're seeing this from the perspective, like a third person perspective of like being around Tracy. Um, there's this picture of them online where they're like running around in those vests and the low rise jeans with like all the rivets and the big belts. And I still have a big belt like that and I'm feeling it. Oh my God. The outfits were wild. The outfits are great. If you kind of, in the, in the movie, basically kind of watch like Tracy's quote unquote, like rising. And then you watch like how everything around you can just fucking crumble. Yeah. So I guess if you haven't seen this, there's going to be spoilers. I'm going to talk about this movie. So. Oh my God. Wait, wait, before you, sorry, I know you're warning about spoilers, but I just clicked on the picture when they cut up their t-shirts and put safety pins in it. Oh my God. And they're like, look how good we look. Look how good we look. And I'm like, and then the mom's just like, that was your brother's favorite. Okay, cool. Okay. What the fuck? Like she doesn't know what to say. And I'm like, I'd be so angry if I had just bought you clothes and you did that to them. 13-year-olds are narcissists. Mm-hmm. So, basically, a little bit about the backstory of the movie. It came out in 2003. So, by my old math, I would have been four. By my real math, I'm 14 <laughs> this year. Excellent. And the director is Catherine Hardwick. And then nice. it was also written by Nikki Reed. So, Nikki Reed is... One of the main characters, she actually plays Evie Zamora. So Catherine and Nikki had actually known each other for a long time. And Catherine had known Nikki since Nikki was five years old. Because she actually dated her dad at one point. And then the movie 13 is actually based loosely on some of the stuff that happened in Nikki's life when she was like 12 and 13. So she helped write it and it's loosely based on her experiences. And then she was, Nikki was only 14 years old when she helped write this movie. That's crazy. And it was all independently funded. And most of it was just filmed with like handheld cameras, like nothing fancy. It, you know, knowing that though, it's wild because it is quite an excellent movie. I love how it was filmed. It added to like, like the rawness, I guess, of the footage. Like it just made it seem so much grittier with the way it was filmed. And also just, like, how good those, like, little baby actresses are. Oh, the acting in this movie is, like, fucking stunning. I love this movie. I'm really glad I got to rewatch it because it's one of those things where I'm like, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. But, like, because I had to, I'm really happy I did. <laughs> well, yeah, now I kind of want to rewatch it. It is actually on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that should not be on Disney+. Plus. Rated R. Yeah. that's oh, Well, because Disney bought Fox. I don't know like, who owned like, that, so like, I, I just feel like... Disney also has, like, Star, which is, like, more adult content now, but it's just weird for me to see it on Disney. I thought it would maybe be on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's... Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into who owned it before they purchased whatever network, but yeah, okay. So, because the movie was independently funded, it actually debuted at Sundance in 2003, nice. and... Catherine ended up winning an award for directing for this movie. Oh, rad. It's super cool. And because it did so well, Fox Searchlight Pictures actually picked up the movie and bought it. And then the movie grossed at $4.6 million in the U.S. box office. Holy shit. 
right? Like, fucking wild for it being independently funded and, like, independently filmed. Yeah. That's, That's so crazy. cool. That's so crazy. Uh, so impressed. So this movie actually contains a lot of cool people. So uh, we know Nikki Reed, so she played Evie Zamora. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like me and you're a twihard, uh, Nikki Reed also plays Rosalie Hale in Twilight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like... My favorite, they did the girl no justice with the, like, hair they gave her in that movie, but, like, if we're going to be honest, they didn't do anybody justice with the hair they gave in that movie. But, yeah, she is Rosalie Hale, and she is in all the Twilight movies. Five stars. Nice. And then Evan Rachel Wood, she plays Tracy Freeland. I I wrote, the way I wrote it, it says Tracy Freebird. In in 13 or in? No, in 13, she plays Tracy, Tracy Freeland. So I feel like Evan Rachel Wood is like one of those names that a lot of people know. So she also played, if you like vampires again, uh, and watching 13 inspired me to start rewatching this, which I have started to regret and I'm on episode two, but she is also in True Blood. Oh, oh, that's cool. She plays, uh, her name's Queen Sophie Ann and she's the vampire queen of like Louisiana or something. So you get to see her kind of be like a badass, like angsty like gory vampire which is pretty cool um or if you want to see evan rachel wood in a different light she's also dolores in westworld i do like westworld i've watched the first two seasons and i actually like quite enjoyed it mm-hmm. um and then uh, you said a bit of this earlier but evan uh also loose i'm gonna say this very loosely but she dated marilyn manson yeah and he, she has come out and basically gone after him for abuse and like some sexual misconduct allegations and yeah. grooming and I just want to say like fucking thanks for speaking up girl totally yeah something that's... was off with that man to begin with yeah and I'm sorry it had to happen to her but I'm really happy she's like taken such a fucking stance yeah that makes me frustrated and angry <laughs> yes just to just to get something out that's not going to take up too much of your time because I could I could go on. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, so another main character in this movie is Mel. So she's actually Tracy's mom. She's a big part in this movie, and she's played by Holly Hunter. Her name might sound fam- like not sound familiar, but her voice is. She's actually the voice of the last girl in The Incredibles. Oh. <gasps> Which is, like, wild, because watching this movie, if I was, like, look, let's be honest, I was looking at my phone, I could, like, hear Elastigirl's voice. It was so fucking surreal to be like, holy shit, that is Elastigirl. Oh, my God. I'm looking it up right now. Mm -hmm. And then I got two more little, like, kind of, they're not really main characters. They're, like, B or C plot characters. But they're fucking two kind of cool names. So one of them is Noelle. Mm -hmm. She's Tracy's, like best friend before Tracy becomes like quote unquote cool and popular mm-hmm. it's actually Vanessa Hudgens oh my god really <laughs> yeah like I saw her I, I heard her voice and I was like no fucking way and I had to google her and like yeah and if you don't know who Vanessa Hudgens is like fucking watch High School Musical and educate yourself or like all the Princess Switch movies like you got this if you don't know learn it that's funny and then 
another wild character because he's somebody else I looked at and was like, no fucking way. Uh, mom's boyfriend, his name is Brady. Mm-hmm. He's like in and out of like rehab and he, the kids like hate him, but the mom loves him, but he's like not a horrible guy. He's just like struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Jeremy Sisto. Does that name sound familiar at all? No, hold on. No, because he's oh, like an elf. Dude, duh. And he's like old and scruffy. It's so weird. I knew that was him when you said that before I even looked. I just like had it in my head and I didn't realize it. Because as soon as this picture popped up, I was like, it's rolling, rolling with the homies. Yeah, rolling with the homies. Uh, like, so wild. Because I heard his voice and looked at him and I was like, Where's he from? And immediately I thought Beverly Hillbillies. It was not him. But wasn't he? Are you thinking Jeth- Jethro? <laughs> Wait, what else was he in? Wasn't he in? Was he in Six Feet Under? Mm-hmm. Or did that guy just look like him? I don't know. I was just Wait. most excited that it was fucking Elton. He, I think he, yeah. Wait, written? I think so. Google's not being real for me right now. You keep going. Okay. <laughs> Basically, those are like the really noticeable, char- notable characters. Like big cast. It's it's a pretty good cast, like considering that's like it's 2003, so like nobody had popped off, quote unquote, yet. But it's crazy to see like all these different people in this one like independent movie. Oh, uh, yes, correct. I uh, Six Feet Under. Yes. Nice. Look at yeah. you know. I was like crazy hot guy. Yeah, I know where he's from. Because he's he's crazy and looked yeah, like man. he's like attractive and dangerous. And I'm like, you uh, shouldn't be around women <laughs> as a character, not as a person. <laughs> like Chuck Bass. Yeah. Goodbye. So when I was watching it, I actually was like, I'm gonna take like some notes that I thought were crazy or like really hit scenes for me that I vividly remember. Mm-hmm. So the opening of this movie opens with like. Tracy just staring into nothingness mm-hmm. and then she rubs her face and then the movie's in like slow-mo kind of and then it speeds up and she's like I can't feel anything like fucking hit me and then all of a sudden her and Evie are doing whippets out of like a cleaner can for like cleaning your keyboard like one of those dusting cans that sounds super smart but as we talked in our last <laughs> podcast I have done that before, but... Oh, God. It just, like, it hurt my brain looking at it. But not out of a cleaner can, obviously. Come on, I'm classier than that. It was out of a nitrous oxide tank. Yeah, you bought it like an adult. I didn't buy it. My neighbor bought it and asked me to try it, and I was like, sure, never done that before. I, I remember seeing this scene when I was younger, too, and just thinking, like, that's so unsafe and like I I never did drugs or anything in high school like I was so fucking scared of all of it so like this movie for me was such a polar opposite of how I thought I should be living my life so I was like this is fucking so crazy as a 13 year old child yeah that is a polar opposite lifestyle I would I would say but like some of my friends at that age were like doing ecstasy and like coming to house parties on mdma and shit and i was like what are you doing yo i grew up in a small town and none of my friends did that i mean like i'm sure people did that but like none of my friends did that we were we were at home i think i was just a fucking nerd 
I was like at home learning HTML. <laughs> then Emily oh would God. come over and we'd eat soup, microwave soup, because our parents would be out together getting drunk. <laughs> I wore a shirt that said Candy Kid because I didn't know what it meant. That's incredible. And I had never done drugs or been to a rave. And I also got it made at Bang On. So you know yes. I paid a dollar a letter to write the word yeah. Candy Kid on a blue tank top. That is fucking perfect. Commit, that's commitment to something I had no idea was going on. Can you imagine seeing like a 14-year-old walking around the mall with a shirt that said Candy Kid? I'd be like, ma'am. Uh, absolutely. But also like I would be like... <laughs> They'd have no idea what they're wearing right now. I so. know, right? It's like when you see people wearing, people that speak different languages wearing a oh my God. shirt yes. in English or something, and you're like, that says fuck me. And that kid looks like it, there's yes or something, and you're like, oh, okay, well, if they don't know, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. It's wild. It's not a conversation I want to have. No, me neither. So, Just, like, get your shirts translated. Yes, please. <laughs> So Tracy lives with her mom, who is a recovering alcoholic. So she goes to like AA meetings and they also live with her brother and her dad's like not in the picture. They, he cheated on her mom, I'm pretty sure, and like left. And so her mom's like a struggling hairstylist, like trying to pay for these kids and everything. So they live Mm -hmm. kind of like a really latchkey life. Like they go out with their friends, they come home, like whatever. They yeah. have trust because like Tracy's an honor roll student. She's super smart. Yeah. But obviously you're in high school. Being smart is not cool. No. Especially no, not, not, not in 2003. Yeah. I remember going to school. My mom would always be like, remember being smart is the coolest. It's so cool. And I was always like, okay, mom. Like, Oh my God. Here. Right. I look back at some of the shit I pulled in high school and I'm like, that was so easy. Like I literally just had to read a book. Why was I so against reading a book? Because we all had low-key ADHD. Like, 100%. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, and, and just zero, like zero was, interest. If I had been diagnosed and medicated, how much more productive would I have been with my time? We could have been doctors. I could have been something. Well, I am something. We could but have I could have been, been, like, something smarter. <laughs> Elon Musk. We'd be making robots. No way. You know what? If I was if I was as smart as him, I would have already figured out how to make a car fold up into his suitcase. So I wouldn't have to know where to park it. Yo. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck your Love robot. That. Love that. So Tracy goes to school. She bumps into Evie Zamora. She's like the cool girl. She's already dressed like very, I don't want to say sexy because they're 13, but she is dressed very like over-sexualized. She reminds me of all the children I see on TikTok. She's Scantily clad. Scandalous. She always is like sticking her tongue out. She has like bra strap showing, like low rise everything, thong pulled up. Like she's fun. She's fun. So Tracy tries to become friends with her. Uh it's kind of weird, and then they end up being friends. And this is when you Mm -hmm. watch Tracy like slowly like change her style and she gets kind of I don't want to say cooler because like she's not, but like in that time, like in the movie, she would have been like, whoa, she's so cool. She got more like badass. She starts wearing like eyeliner, styling her hair different. Like her clothes are a lot more like sexy. They're, they're just like early 2000s punky Shakira. Yes. Or like Christina Aguilera, basically. So like they, they did look cool. They're just a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. They're babes. So. 
you know, they become friends. Tracy gets involved in all this stuff. And there's a scene in the movie where they're actually spinning on like a merry-go-round. It's not the same mm -hmm. one that's in, in those DVD credits. But there's this song that plays and it's called The Equalizer by Clinic. And mm -hmm. I remember when I heard this movie, I fucking downloaded that song onto my like iPod. And I listened to that song all the time. And it's got this weird like clickety-clack sound in it. I don't know if we know how to put in sound clips if we're allowed to. Oh, suit. I fully know how, but I don't want to put in. I don't know who owns that. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I put this linky one in on one episode because I was like, that's probably common property or whatever. Public. Yeah. Yeah. This song is like a weird clickety clack sound. Anywho, look it up. But that is also like a song that I really had burned in my head. So like when I heard that, I was like, oh, Jesus. Like I remember listening to this like all the time with my headphones thinking I was like so fucking cool. Like I was the main character of my story. You know what nice. I mean? Nice. Absolutely. That's what you do when you ever have headphones in. So in this like movie, there it deals with self-harm as well. Like Tracy starts like self-harming. There are like some pretty close-up scenes of her, her cutting. I remember that vividly. Um, Another iconic scene that isn't, like, as dark is there's a scene where they're, like, both screaming, Evie and Tracy, and Evie's like, I bet you've never even kissed. And there was this, like, really scandalous makeout session with the two of them. Also, I remember that. Which, like, I remember watching that and being like, that is so fucking risque. Like, they're just making out. Holy shit. Yeah, and how old are these actual actresses during this time? Like, 14. Jesus. So, like... There were actually rules when, like, Evan was filming it. Like, her parents, there was no scenes of Tracy ever being shot from the front, like, of her and her bra. Because mm -hmm. they wanted her to be able to, like, picture this stuff, but, like, not actually show it. Yep. Um, but there's, like, you know, Evan just being, like, it was so fucking awkward having to kiss her be just because my parents were watching. Like, our like they were standing there. Yeah, well, yeah. And I was, like, absolutely. that would be hundred percent awkward which is yeah. funny watching movies i often forget that they were filmed yeah well yeah, like I kinda, yeah you watch them like you're living it right well exactly that's what a movie is right it's it's escapism yeah. so it's, it's like you're watching someone else's life you're watching somebody else's story so it's so yeah. weird to like remember that i was like oh fuck like they actually had to like do that like that's not these aren't real teenagers acting like cool this was filmed. And so that was also fucking weird. Um, and then after they make out, they have boys over and there's this weird like duo like sex scene. Like you don't I see anything. Don't remember that. The girls like both climb on top of guys and start like <gasps> making out and then like Evie right. takes off her shirt. So Tracy's like, oh, okay, I should take off my shirt. And then it's just like a weird fade out. And you're like, that's fucking weird too. You're like 13 and you're having like sex in front of each other too like girl. well no but and like i'm gonna say like you know be we're sex positive so be safe do what you want to do safely and you know there's we can't tell you anything about anything but yeah if i you're mean teaching in a quote-unquote adult activity you should be ready to bear the adult consequences thank you that's a good way of putting it because i'm like, trying to say things like, if you're going to do it, yeah. cool, but remember, like, something can fuck up at 13, and that's an issue you're going to have the rest of your life, and you're 13. Adult choices, adult responsibilities. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I like that. 
So that, like, I, I was sitting here last night just like, holy fuck. <laughs> just and getting, then, like, you're just sweating because you're so nervous. You're like, fuck, I can't do this. <laughs> and then, like, the one thing that I remember from this movie, like, if somebody was to be like, oh, 13, like, I will quote this at them, is a scene where Tracy's mom finds out she has pierced her own belly button, which oh is, God. like, the worst scene in the movie because, holy shit, they pierce it so wrong. Oh, dude. And then she, like, goes to her mom and is like, ugh, I got a tongue ring. What are you going to do about it? And her mom's just like, what has happened to you? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? You're a child. And then Tracy's like, I'm not a child. No bra, no panties. No bra, no panties. And she's, like, groping herself and, like, walking towards her mother in, like, a really intimidating way and just being, like, so inappropriate. A and wildly out-of-control child that needs yeah. to go see St- Steve Wilkos. That's some Jenny Jones shit. Yo. Like, it's wild. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, if I was that mom, and I don't condone this, but I don't know if I wouldn't have had the self-control to not smack that kid. Could you imagine being... Okay, pretend this is a real person. Could you imagine being that child growing up and remembering that you did that and just being like, oh. I would be... <laughs> Like, there was one time where I got mad and I slammed the front door of my house and it broke the glass. And I am mortified by that. Can you imagine, like, one day being, like, you know, you're just chilling at, like, 28 and you got your life together. And all of a sudden you're like, I remember that I groped myself and said no bra, no panties to my mother. And, like, came at my mom. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, tried to fucking intimidate my mom by, like, gyrating at her. Yeah. So. That's uncomfortable. This movie's kind of wild. It's, like, probably over the course of, like, four months, most of it. And then it spaces out for probably almost a year. Mm-hmm. And, like, spoiler alert, it doesn't end great for anybody. Like, no. everybody's world kind of collapses. Evie ends up moving away. Tracy gets blamed for a lot of stuff. She's failing fucking grade seven. <laughs> and, like, the movie ends with her mom finding out that she has been, like, self-harming. Yeah, which is... And it just ends with, like, Tracy sitting on the floor and, like, crying while her mom, like, hugs her. And I just remember being like, what the fuck when that movie ended? Because, like, I'm a kid. I'm used to movies having, like, really happy endings. Did she die? No. Okay. The movie just, like, ends there and then it picks up. Uh, It, like, stops and it fades out. And then it's a scene where Tracy's... She looks, like, normal ish like she still has a bit of eyeliner but she looks more like her old self and this is the scene that plays on the dvd where she's spinning on a merry-go-round and she just screams Mm -hmm. and the movie ends and i just remember like yeah i was so used to having like all my movies had happy like cohesive endings like oh so and so meets so and so there's a problem so and so can't have so and so problem is fixed so and so end up together like you know yeah. So I remember when this movie ended, I was like, the fuck? She ended up passing grade seven? Where did Evie go? Is she okay? Is her mom really mad at her? Like, Did that woman get her earlobe surgery? Oh my god, right? <laughs> did Brooke get her face fixed? Yeah. That was... And then but... they get... Sorry, go ahead. No, go. I was gonna say, and then they fought a lot. Like, a lot. Oh, my God. Her <laughs> like, they... and her, like, mom fought the entire movie. No, but even her and Evie fought the whole movie. Oh, my God. Her and Evie fight. Like, they argue and, like, 
Tracy just goes along with stuff because, like, Evie's cool. It's but, like, like you can tell Tracy's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. It's like a super fucked up abusive relationship and Tracy has zero control or say in anything. And she's just like along for the ride. And I'm not a psychologist, but I feel like sometimes self-harm is a way of controlling something. Yeah. Like, if you have not seen this movie, like, I still think it's a work of art. I think it stands up. Um, I do not think I should have watched it at the (laughs) age I watched it at. Uh, I can say that watching it now as a 30-something-year-old. Being like, Jesus, fuck, I watched this. And it wasn't even like, oh, I watched it once. Like, we watched this a lot. Yeah, I don't, I think I watched it once and it's melted into my mind because I could not believe what I, like I said, it's like yeah, up there, yeah. it's up there with like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. And, uh, what was the other one? Train Spotting and a Scanner Darkly where I'm like, huh. <laughs> but a Scanner oh, Darkly, I watched a lot because I just like, couldn't handle that they painted every frame just like my brain came out my ears I'm like oh my god holy shit but 13 i watched one time and i'm like i it's up there it's in yeah. there we're, we're like it's in there where like a lot of math should have been yeah i um so like i, I was it's actually called 13 same same it's called 13 yeah i was messaging uh my friend so one of my high school best friends she's one of the girls that I would constantly watch this movie with and so I was talking to her and I was like this movie is actually like so wild and she's like yeah it really makes me glad I got to be a kid as long as I did oh my god that's a really good perspective I was literally like holy fuck like that's perfect like I feel like when I'm on the internet like especially on tiktok I'm watching a lot of like teenagers and they're like 13 14 15 16 and they're so over-sexualized and they're trying so hard to like be older or be more than they are. And part of me now is like, huh. I am so glad I got to be like immature and childish and goofy and play with toys as long as I did. Because like now that I'm 30 something, like look what we do. We do a fucking nostalgia podcast <laughs> because we want the things we used to have because we didn't get to have them long enough. That is such stunning perspective. Isn't that? fucking wild i only smoked a little bit of weed nice Mm -hmm. though well done because like all all the stuff that you're like frustrated at your parents because you're trying so hard to grow up and they're like they're like just stop yeah our boomer parents are like chill down like you're gonna get there and then you're gonna wish you were back here and now we have a podcast that proves it (laughs) yeah like like i'm just really thankful i got to be that young and like as I can, if I can be like an old wise millennial, like if if you want to be a kid and you're like a teenager, fucking be a kid. Like fuck yeah. them. You do not need to be anything more than who you are. Wow, that got deep. Dude, but no, like, but I, I like be it though. A because... kid. Like just have fun. You don't need to grow up that fast. Thirteen is not old at all. You are a child. You're a baby. And so and like poor Evie. Is a child. You you think about Evie's character and then Nikki Reed and it's like we don't know her. So we are just going to speculate wildly, but I feel terrible for potentially what may have happened to her to have grown up that quickly. And like living with her cousin, that was like, frankly, a little messed up. Like, what she was, was she like? like a who was obsessed with like looking younger and getting plastic surgery. And she worked nights and like let yeah. her drink and like ran yeah. like an in and out house and always had people crashing and it was a mess. And like, yeah. 
Evie's character looked like she had to be, she was like forced to grow up, but she didn't have a good role model. So she didn't no. grow up in a way that was sustainable. No, Evie didn't stand a chance. And that sucks. But yeah, it was really cool watching this movie and like getting that perspective. Cause I remember watching it when I was younger and being like, oh, they're so cool. And now I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go to school. Yeah. Friends, eat pizza, go skateboarding. You do not need to be doing like LSD and roaming the streets, you know? Or, or whippets. Or whippets. Or like giving blowjobs to random guys. Just oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, there's some weird shit in this movie. But like, I don't know, just like it's okay to be a kid. Yeah, be, a, be a child. <laughs> Having a whole well. podcast about it plus murder, I think, proves that. Yeah, the, the murder we really just kind of force in there because we like it internalized rage we have from not being properly dealt with because the trauma was repressed and now i sit here being like how much pressure does a screwdriver need to go into your rib cage oh (laughs) you know you can't deal with us because we're angry at how we were raised but we have good perspective on why we were raised that way but we're still mad about it (laughs) yeah what the fuck as i sit here in a fucking aqua (laughs) t-shirt my god right Oh, I don't know why I'm like this. But yeah, five out of five. I will watch again. I'm staring at the DVD because I borrowed it also because I wasn't sure if it was online. Fair. Uh, But like, it's a fucking banger. Highly recommend. For those that don't know, Jill has a DVD player and a VHS player. Listen. No, I like it. That's a brag. I'm bragging. Listen. (laughs) I like the things I like and I don't like buying new things of the same things that I already have. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Facts check out. Yeah. But yeah, that was my segment. It got sweet. got dirty. Um, and it grew up a little along with my soul. Yeah. I have like the, the like skills. They're multiplying. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, did you see there's a meme on the internet where it was like, uh john travolta got covid and it's like no don't worry he just had the the saturday night fever and his chills were multiplying (laughs) stop that's amazing that's amazing oh yep oh also um fun 13 fact let me see if i can pull it up okay without my phone exploding there's a quote from 13 that is trending on tiktok let me find it because i know what i'm doing I think this is it. God, who are you kidding? Where do you think I learned all this shit from? That is from the fucking movie. And that is trending on TikTok right now. What? Really? Damn. I'm pretty sure it's from the movie. I heard it and I was like, fuck, that is exactly what she yells at her mom. So, yeah. Crazy. That was a ride. You're welcome. Great job. Thank you. Uh, I had a great time. Highly recommend. <laughs> Can't say it enough. I had a great time listening to that. It's like, oof, all these memories are coming back. Now I know I why s- I have no room in my head for stuff. My like, I still don't want to do the drugs they did, and I still do not have the confidence to dress like that. <laughs> I would 10 out of 10 dress like that and possibly do the drugs. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair I just enough. like, it is where, it's where I'm at. It's fine. I'm just like letting things happen. Okay, so we're going to roll back to March 12th, 2011, 
um, to how many years? Excuse me. How many years ago was 2011? It was a minute. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, okay. I like how I write stuff down phonetically, and then I still don't know what it is. Yeah, been there. And then I go, what the, huh? So March 12, 2011, Bethesda, Bethesda, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Fuck, I'm Canadian. Maryland? Yeah. Words are hard. Maryland. Bethesda, Maryland. It's like a really nice, low crime, very safe, upscale, fancy. It's kind of... The vibe I get is kind of like Scottsdale. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. She fancy. Yeah, they got like nice stores. There's specifically like, this is 2011, right? So Lululemon's like relatively newer. So they have a Lululemon brand uh, store there. And like, that's pretty, you know. When, when Lululemon made only flares with a roll down waistband. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but that, how, that chunky color waistband. Yeah, and that's like you'd pick it and be like, ooh, what co- do I want a solid color or should yeah. I get like a cool pattern? Am I getting the pink one or the green one? Don't get the black one. Should weren't I get they called the purple the, one? Weren't they called the Jesus pant? Oh, maybe. I, I think hope, that's what that I style was called. Were. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no one was mad about it. Go to Google. <laughs> okay. So there's a Lululemon there and there's also like Apple Store. Like it's, it's fancy. I'm sure there's a fucking Banana Republic across the street too. So the store manager, she shows up at about 8 a.m. in the morning to open up this bad boy, unlocks the door, and the whole store is just fucked. It's like ransacked. Like shit's everywhere, clothes everywhere, like shelves are checked out. Like it's just like the store is not, not at all how it was left. <laughs> um, also, they are called the Jesus Pan. Yeah, I thought that's what they were called. That's why. I like it. Where's the devil pant? What does that look like? Mm, camel toe. Oh, love it. <laughs> I got to show you later this picture of my friend Emily. She was trying to buy a romper and it was like jammed so far up her vagina. <laughs> oh, I've been fucking there, man. Anybody but, over the height of five foot eight, I think, has felt that pain. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Long torsos. But that's not the thing. The thing was she sent me a picture and she's like, it's so cute. Do you think I should buy it or is there too much toe? And I was like... <laughs> Like a little toe now and then is not so bad, but we don't want to see the whole foot. I was like, there's a, like, there's a little, there's a little toe there. Like, so she zoomed in on it and like gift in a cigarette in there and like, oh my God, (laughs) that's amazing. I'm like, okay, so you already know. So don't ask (laughs) or, or buy it and just boldly, boldly toe where no one's towed before. (laughs) <laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. <clears throat> Jesus pant. <laughs> so the manager unlocks the store and it's like it's 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 fucked up like an art exhibit. <laughs> this is like this is not contemporary art. This is a Lululemon store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh all right. So she's walking around the store and she hears some like somebody's moaning in the back like near the back room so her immediate reaction is basically to get out of the store because she's afraid somebody else could be in there she has no idea what's going on she's like okay i'm out so she runs outside the store and she's calling 911 she's a little panicky and obviously right 
and she starts to explain to the operator, uh, the 911 operator, that she's like, yeah, the store is completely ransacked. I think someone broke in and robbed it. I can hear weird noises from the back room, but I didn't go back far enough. I ran out when I heard them, so I'm not sure. So she, as she's on the phone with 911, uh, and, <laughs> this isn't funny, but I laugh at weird moments. So here we go. So a guy walks by and he notices she's in distress. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's like Captain Savaho. He's like, oh, look at this scared woman. Let me fucking help you. I think she's handling it, sir. So she tells him that exactly what's been going on. And so he's like, I'm going to, I'll go inside and I'll have a look for you. Oh, good. <laughs> I hope you have insurance in America because you're going to be fucked up. Jesus, my yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, just mind your business. She's fine. Okay. So uh, Captain, whatever his name is, walks into the store and he sees exactly what she had explained to him. Like the store is ransacked and there's, I don't know what's going on. So as he starts to walk around the store, he notices there's like a trail of blood. So he follows the trail of blood and it leads into the one of the back rooms. And as he gets to the back room, the door of the back room is actually closed. So he's like, okay, well, I'm obviously going to touch everything. So he like grabs the doorknob and he's trying to open the door. Can't open the door because it's locked. So he continues to use more of his DNA and smear it all over the door. Not DNA, fingerprints, whatever. He's like, let me just grease this up real good. And yeah. And he manages to like man strength himself into that room. And he finds this 30 year old uh, store clerk named uh, Jana Murray unfortunately deceased laying on the back room floor. So she was the, that was the force blocking the door. Um, There's so much blood around this young woman. Um, She's been completely battered. It's just, it's just a scene. There's blood up all the walls. It's just fucked. So this guy, basically he's like, yep, made a mistake. (laughs) tries to go leave and then he notices uh he hears moaning and he notices another woman like adjacent to the doorway he he was just in uh it's actually a cross i think and it's a the staff bathroom so he goes over there to see what's going on and he finds a young woman laying on the floor with her hands tied behind her back or like above her head kind of like above not behind above her head and her feet are tied, and she's all bloody and fucked up, too. And that's a, a 20-year-old woman named Brittany Norwood. Brittany's still alive. She appears to be just clinging to life. She seems to be completely unconscious, and, like, she's fucked. She's like, there's, I saw the picture of her. She's like, this, this is blood. So to just go over who these young women are, so Brittany Norwood... She is from Washington State. She's from a large family. She's one of nine kids. Her family was, like, they weren't, like, super well off. Her dad owned his own business. He owned a small upholstery business. And he worked very, very hard. I didn't find anything about her mom. um, But I did read that all of her siblings were very motivated, herself included. They're all college educated. Um, Her siblings ended up as, like, engineers, management consultants. They're just, they're, like fuck it let's do it wreck it just wreck it up nice and then Brittany, it was a very talented athlete specifically she played soccer so early on recruiters discovered her high school and she ended up signing um i don't know how this works because i wasn't special do you sign a contract for a scholarship 
Are you I don't, like I got the only scholarship I got was like passport to education and you got like 50 bucks when you got on honor roll <laughs> and then you like had to use it by the time you were 25 or it expired yeah. well so she was gifted a scholarship which fuck yeah to her she worked really hard she was a very talented athlete she deserves it so she got to go to a school called why can't Stony Brook the name is Stony Brook that's where she went. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, she ended up getting a scholarship to Stony Brook. Uh, and she went there for a while and did quite well. And then, unfortunately, in around 2003. Uh, 2003. Oh, you connected it. I mean, I just, that's just a date. But So, like I said, so she got a scholarship to Stony Brook. And then... And then she did reasonably well. And then, unfortunately, in 2003, she left the school suddenly. Okay. So, specifically, though, what was happening was some of the teammates on her soccer team and her roommates had accused her of stealing things. Okay. Now, the story I'm telling, I don't have a lot of background information on this, and, and I need to be sensitive to this because... It it could be factual that she actually stole things, or it might not be because uh, Brittany is a young lady of color, and I don't okay. know if her roommates were people of color. I have no idea if it was a um like a like a healthy mix of races. I I truly have no idea. Yeah. So I need to just say that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that was happening, and then because that happened and they reported her uh, and the powers that be, I assume, researched it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But unfortunately, she her, she lost her scholarship, and she was kicked out of school, and that, like, crushes my heart for her. <laughs> like, so bad. It's just like, ugh. Like, why are you just punishing her like that and throwing her to the wolves? Like, if there is a problem, treat the problem. That would help too much. Yeah, I know, right? Like, you're a fancy school. You don't have a therapist on staff? Like, at the school oh, I went to, we had a therapist on staff. My God. Right? Yeah. Private school, though. What's up? Mm. Not, like, elementary or high school. Like, later on, like, um, post, whatever that's called. I'm so smart. Post, obviously, Post-secondary? Right? Nope. Nope. Like, like college. University. Post-grad? Yeah, whatever. I got a Cle- clearly, I paid I a lot a of dip- money. I have a diploma. How did I know that? I'm just saying I paid a lot of money for a good reason because I know all the words. (laughs) I know so many. (laughs) Yeah. COVID has wrecked me. Jesus. Okay. Enunciate, Kelsey. Enunciate. All right. So she moved back to Washington near where her sisters were living, and she ended up getting a job at a super fancy hotel called the Willard Intercontinental Hotel. And I need to look up why hotels have such big stupid names okay is it like racing horses rules like they have to have a weird name so like that's i think that's what it is that's probably what it is did you do you know the rule about when you see rvs and they have funny names you're supposed to put the word anal in front of it so if the rv is called a bullet it's an anal bullet and that's science wow that's gonna be a fun new game while i drive around (laughs) you're welcome okay so she started working at this hotel and she got a job at the front desk, and then quickly she was promoted to managing all the VIP guests. 
It was a really good job. She was very good at it. She's a fucking people person. She's charismatic. Like she's, she essentially like, they were like, okay, if movie stars or fucking David Duchovny shows up, you're the, you're the lady, you got this. And she did fucking well, but it wasn't actually what she wanted to do. She really, really wanted to be a personal trainer. She's like I mentioned, incredibly athletic, gifted athlete. She did all of the fitness. She did fucking spin class, CrossFit, boot camps, like you name it. She was there. Yeah. Like, I love fitness, but, like, not enough to give it 110%. I'll give it, like, a oh. good 70% and then be upset why I don't have results. So, like, five, five stars to the people that can. I'm, like, here for Brittany. I like that. I, I am that. That specific part of it. Like, I'm, like, let, let's go to all the things. It's a party. The more the merrier. You don't want to go. You're coming with me. Like, hey, guess what? I'll comp you. Get in here. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> so like I mentioned, she really wanted to get more into fitness. So in 2010, she ended up taking a job with Lululemon in Georgetown. She was a customer service person, like I mentioned, engaging all the hell, bubbly, kind. She was just a perfect representation for the company. They liked having her on the floor. She liked being on the floor. Win, 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 win. Also, I'm sure she got like a deadly discount. Uh, employees get a pretty good discount. And if you're yeah. a registered like personal trainer or like, uh, like kinesiologist or anything in like health, you get a discount too. Oh, Fun sick. Fact. That's super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan got a discount one time for being a stunt person, but I don't know I if mean, that was an always thing. That might've been just a one thing. And a lady gave it to him and I just let it happen. I'm going to message him and be like, what size are you? Can we, can you buy me some stuff? Jordan? Yeah. We can just, I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Hey, if he wants to trade me, slide into his DMs. Oh, my God. Hey, boo, you want to trade some Lulus for a haircut? Winky face. Hey, boo, you want to trade some Lulus for a new do? <laughs> Lulus for a new do. It's my new campaign. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, Lululemon, killing it. So, in 2011, she ends up transferring to Lulu in, why can't I ever say this stupid fucking town name? Bethesda. 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 I'm just overthinking it. Bethesda. Bethesda? Oh my god, fuck my life. Bethesda, I think. Bethesda. Okay. Bethesda. Bethesda. (laughs) Are you sure? I don't know. I'm saying it too long. (laughs) You look so so panicked. Oh my god. It's like a Venga Boys song. I don't know what's happening. Get out of my room. I feel like it's Bethesda. We're gonna go with Bethesda. Follow your heart, girl. Bethesda, and we're going to stop. Okay, so she transferred to Bethesda, and this is a serious podcast. So, yes, okay. But transferring to Bethesda was just a temporary move. There was actually a pretty bomb-ass fitness center around the corner, and that's where she was trying to work. So she's like, okay, well, while I'm going through this process, because I already have a job that I'm good at and I enjoy, I'll just transfer over to this town and I can work on this. Dope. Mm-hmm. And now again, you know, she's, well, I know we'll get to that. Fuck me. Okay. So she's applying, she's waiting. So, and so now the other young woman that was unfortunately deceased on the ground was a lady named Jana Murray. <clears throat> so Jana Murray was born in Kansas and she grew up in Texas. Can we just say Texas? Like, fuck you right now. They, they banned abortion. Like, and if you give an abortion, they'll give you the death penalty. I think Everybody 
should be able to have an abortion. Yes. Like. Sorry, that was loud. No. I, like, I am, I am, if you are, like, anti-abortion, show me how many fucking kids you've adopted and fostered. Because if you only support them when they're in the womb and not when they're out, you're not fucking, you're not true. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, and, like, also we're butthurt about aborting babies, but, like, look how many animals we murdered. Like, how, how is that not... Look how many kids are fucking neglected who, yes. like, people wanted. Yes. And, like, and I just, I, and, like, the, the politics and, like, this, like, all in all seriousness, it's, like, if if you are casually dating somebody and then you accidentally get pregnant, like, yo, like, first of all, having a baby can, can you can die. You can die. Sometimes some people aren't set up for it genetically. Like, it's just, you mm-hmm. can die. That's that. Ectopic pregnancy? Yo, you can die. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You have an IUD, ectopic pregnancy, goodbye life. Mm-hmm. Or like you get raped and you don't want to carry this murder baby. Like, I, I'm just like, I have no words for it. Or like somebody lies to you and doesn't pull out properly. And then you're fucking pregnant. Like, fuck? Shout out to any of my friends in Texas. Just shoot us an email. We'll set you up like a nice little, like, we'll pick you up. I'll get you a sandwich. <laughs> We'll set you up with a nice appointment. It's like super chill. I got you. Where, it's cool. where is your, the money coming from that we're going to do? Like, I, love, I love it, but. Aren't they free here? Yeah, but we're going to go get them. Just, oh, you're going to fly them here or they're going to yeah, fly themselves? Yeah, fly yourself. Here? I'll just okay, pick okay. you up. You know no, what? No, and then you just apply yeah. for your like traveler's insurance. Yeah, fly yourself. And you go wild. I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. My. I have a. T- car so it might be awkward but that's for a later issue i have a story about stuff like this that i will maybe talk about later but i had to help somebody do basically exactly that one time and i was like okay i got you so yeah i have weekdays off usually monday tuesdays so i know like weekends can be a bit trickier but if you need me on a weekday like holler back to you from home i got you okay so fuck texas so same same so Jana Murray good family her dad was actually a special ops and uh Jana was also a ridiculous athlete she this is the weirdest thing I I read but she was like at a (laughs) I don't know why this is what it said she was at a school dance and like a recruit a recruiter saw her and was like you'd be a good discus thrower so she ended up as like a really decorated discus thrower which I'm like what fucking moves was she throwing on the floor I don't know she was probably hucking maybe she's Greek and she was just throwing plates she's like just like listening like good fucking 90s like 2000s hip hop she's got that like sick arm she's just smashing it yeah she's fucking killing it my old neighbor was a he was supposed to be in the Tokyo Olympics for discus and he didn't end up getting there, but like he was on the wall at Lululemon everywhere. He was this gorgeous, massive mountain of a man. And that's cool. Yeah. And his wife was amazing. And they're the cutest baby ever. They're such a beautiful family. Anyways, they moved out, but I love them to pieces and that person. Okay. Just discus stuff, you know, you wouldn't know. I would know anybody, but I do. So she ended up going to George Washington university to study business because she was smart. And, you know, yes. motivated. She's doing shit. She's everyone so far in the story is better than us. Yes. Other than the stealing thing. Yes. We, we don't steal. But again, we don't know if that actually happened. Okay. 
So she also studied in Spain for a year and she did a semester overseas, which to me, I was like, um, why does this happen to me? That show with Ryan Gosling. Oh, something uh, high. Breaker high. Breaker high. Exactly. I'm like, oh, she was in Breaker High. <laughs> Along with Jimmy. So yeah. good. So good. So yeah, she did that. And then right out of school, she got a job immediately uh, at this place called Hallie Burton, which I had to look up because I was like, what the fuck is that? And she ended up as a marketing rep there. But what that place is, it's one of the largest oil field service centers. Oh, wow. That yeah. was an unexpected career turn. Yeah. Well, she's in marketing, which is like, I guess doing maybe strategy business strategy eh, i don't know but it apparently because they were so huge it allowed her to just like travel anytime she wanted that's a cool perk that's like emily emily has a weird job at an oil field i think she's gonna be mad at me i know what you do whatever no okay. i don't know but what she, anybody does she like goes places and checks stuff all the time that's cool yeah it's cool all right so she ended up staying there for three years and then she decided she's going to go back to school to do her MBA at, at um, John Hopkins. And she ended up writing her master's thesis. And like, when I read this, I was like, it sounds like some weird Christian brainwashed bullshit, but it's packaged differently. She wrote her, sorry, I'm talking ill of the dead. She wrote her master's thesis on Lululemon's corporate business model. And I'm like, uh, Ooh. I like just the people that I know that used to work there and like the things that they went through, like when they're forced to go to like landmark and stuff. I'm like, uh, Oh my God. Landmark. Exactly. We don't have to get into that. But also like my boss's wife worked there for a while and she was quite happy, but I don't know if it's different when you're like in corporate versus in the store because I only knew someone that worked in the store and it was a whole thing anyways so basically the the thing I read was like it's a very interesting company they encourage goals they like encourage fitness and whatever like I was like no they're also super culty so that's a whole thing like if I'm gonna join a cult I'm gonna join a cult why mm -hmm. I also can say I'm upset that no one's ever invited me into a cult like ever that you know of no i'm pretty sure because my nail salon was above where nexium used to meet or below and no one asked me maybe they did but you didn't catch on to their like cool undercover words i don't know i just feel left out i have fomo i have cult fomo like i wouldn't have i don't i wouldn't have joined but it would have been nice to want but if i did yeah i want to be included that's the fucking millennial way of, like, making plans. Like, you get mad when you're not invited, but when you're invited, you're like, how can I get out of this? I used to just ask my mom to tell me no, so then I could tell them that I'm not allowed to go, and then I wasn't lying. I've fucking done that. A lot. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, basically, she ended up taking this job. When you when you look at the difference, you're like, you were at this, like, crazy company working on the marketing as a marketing rep. And then you end up at Lululemon. I'm like, that's a downgrade, but how they outlined it, it was that she did it as a research essentially while she was finishing school. So, you know what? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean like, whatever, fuck it, do what you want. Um, she ended up finishing her school, but then she just wanted to stay working there because she just really liked the women she was working with, which I mean, fair, fair. When I used to work at the bar 
right beside my house. I was yep. obsessed with the girls that worked there. They were so kind and I never wanted to leave. I loved it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can confirm yeah. when you're in a healthy work environment, you want to stay in that healthy work environment. Yeah. So, yes. um, Jan- Jana was well liked. She was very popular. Like I mentioned, like she, she just got on with everybody and it was good. Um, Brittany, because Brittany had just transferred there, she had only been there for three weeks. So she wasn't very close with Jana at this point. They had only worked a couple, they only had a couple overlapping shifts. Um, all right. So on March 11th, 2011, was the last shift they worked together. So they both cleaned up, locked up together, and then they left. And then the next morning was when the police got the phone call from the manager about a break-in. And then like Captain Sabaho was like, yo, let me walk into this crime scene and get I it I got on. you. Yeah. It's going to touch shit. So, yeah. So, the, you know, like she phones and as the, so the gentleman, when he walks out, he explains to the manager what he had seen. And then the manager is all uh, giving this back to um, the dispatcher. Uh, anyways. So, yeah. So the police get there and Jenna is like, fuck, like, I just, she's fucked up. Like, she's completely battered. They speculated probably over 300 wounds on her body. Like, it's like, she's, yeah, it's a whole whole thing. There's blood everywhere. There's blood spatter everywhere all over that back room. Like, even as you're walking in, it was just like a clear trail up and around and out into that back room. Dang. So Brittany is still breathing, but she's like, as well, she looks pretty fucked up. There's blood all over her. Like I had mentioned, her face is just, yeah. So they confirm what the manager had said to the dispatcher. The store is ransacked. I mean, ransacked as in like clothing is thrown everywhere. It's totally strewn. The shelves are broken. There's safes underneath the tills and the safes are wide open. The receipts are everywhere and all the money is gone. Um, But the interesting thing, and this I never wasn't covered because I ran out of time. (laughs) But uh, the money, I mean... There, I, I, I'm going to say this. This is my opinion. It might have been deposited, and that's why it wasn't there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they keep afloat. I'm not sure. I assume, but anyways. So there's definitely a sign of a struggle. It's, it's the the whole the scene is checking out. So on Jana's body, there's evidence of a brutal struggle. There is a red toolbox in the back room like filled with tools and they can tell right away that a bunch of these tools have were used in harming her. The wrench is bloody. There's a hammer that's bloody. There's this just like, it's, it's nothing is hidden. It's all in the open. And then Brittany in the bathroom adjacent, she's badly injured. She's alive though, but she has cuts on her head and her stomach from a razor blade. So the, the crime scene investigators, they go over to the store following the police and they start going through everything and like double checking. So like the uh, forensics and stuff, the police go to the hospital because now Brittany is awake. She's alert and she's able to talk. And they're like, we have to talk to this woman. Like this is wild. So Brittany t- tells investigators that Jana and her closed the store and then they left at around 945. Then they both ended up returning to the store. So Brittany says she realized when she got to the metro station, she couldn't find her wallet. And she's like, fuck, I can't find if I don't have my wallet. I can't get on the train, so I can't get home. So she calls Jana because Jana's senior and Jana has the keys. So she's like, Jana, I think I left my wallet at the store. Can you please meet me back at the store? I'm so sorry. 
And Jana was like, absolutely. So they ended up meeting each other back at the store. Uh, so she is way nicer than me as a boss. <laughs> well, actually, I have, there's one more note here. It says Jana says, or sorry, Brittany said Jana noticed that she had forgot her laptop. So she was like, well, works out for me too. Okay. Cause I'm like, if I'm already at home, I'm always like, are you, can you, are you, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so she did that. Uh, so they both met up at the store and they went back and they were looking everywhere for the wall and they couldn't find it. So Jana was like, you know what? Don't worry. Take my Metro card so you can get home. And then tomorrow we can continue looking for the wallet. Like, cause we're just, it's not, it's not a tonight thing. I want to go to bed. Yeah. So as they went to leave the, st- the employee break room, they realized that they had left the front door unlocked because as they were walking out, Brittany says, a man came out of the, like the side peripheral and smashed Jana over the head. And then another man grabbed Brittany and threatened to slit her throat. So the first man with Jana dragged her into the back room and Brittany said she could hear her screaming. And the screaming just kind of faded away. And then Brittany's attacker made her like go find the money. And then after that, like the safes under the um, tills, and then after that, dragged Brittany into the back room or like the back bathroom. And she said, he cut my pants off. I was sexually assaulted. And then he started to cut me with razor blades. And then I just blacked out. And then I woke up in an ambulance, like on the way to the hospital. Like, you know. Jesus. Yeah. So the cops were like, well, who did this to you? And she's like, there was two men. One was taller. One was shorter. They were dressed fully in black. And I didn't see their faces. I have no idea. I don't know their race. I don't know anything. She's like, I was, I was just terrified. And they're like, okay. Yeah. You look fucked up. Fair. So what the investigators found at the scene were that most of the evidence was reasonable. Like they're like, okay, yeah, like this was definitely a fucking struggle. They did find two sets of footprints. They found one that matched Brittany's shoes. Um, she had like some small trainers on. And they did find one size 14 uh, prints in the blood, but no sign of another man. They just found the one set that matched. But And they also found no prints that actually left the store. So the investigators were like, it is possible they took their shoes off and walked in their socks out the door. But they're like, As for everything else that's going on, it like, seems sort of frenzied. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, but they can't rule that out because like it could have happened. People are fucking weird. It's true. Yeah. So also they interview the store manager that opened up the store. And she says that she actually got a call from Jana around the closing time the day before. So apparently when I've never worked in a retail store before, have I? No, I have. I did once. I worked in the Otter Co-op and I definitely stole earrings from there. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So exclude me from this. But I wouldn't have done this. Especially not. I wouldn't. You know what? I wouldn't. As an adult, I wouldn't steal anything. But. When you're a kid, you're like, let's just test these waters and see what happens. Yes. So, um, okay. So I guess when you work at retail stores like Lululemon, I guess across the board, they have to check everyone's bags before you leave just to make sure yeah. you're not stealing merchandise. Yeah. I feel no, that's, that's like pretty, I've, I had to do that at retail jobs. Like they, you just have to open your bag and they literally just like look mm-hmm. to make sure you haven't stuffed t-shirts in it. Yeah. And like, no, it checks out. Yeah. And when I go, uh, like if I volunteer at the stadium for a football game, I have to have a clear bag. Cause they want to like see what's in the bag and like whatever. And like, I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, like I'm 30 plus that's a tampon. Yeah, no. 
I don't bag, fucking care. Bag checks, like... Totally. Totally normal. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I, 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 I Maybe... I don't know. I think I'm fine with that. So, <clears throat> Janet had called the manager to tell her that she has pretty good reason to believe Brittany was stealing from the store. She had items in her bag she didn't have any receipts for, and Janet was like, man, just kind of like thinking that that's what's happening. So, kind of suspicious. But the manager was like, you know what? Just like lock up. We'll handle this later. Just yeah. go home. It's, it's night. We're closed. Like, thank you for letting me know this will be handled at a later date. Which I think is like reasonably chill. So, I, I, it's not that I don't think the manager believed Jana, but I maybe like they wanted, I don't know, to see it or they, it was going to have to go to HR and that would be handled because the manager was mm-hmm. like, that's not my pay grade. Yeah. We'll just file the report and put it to bed, but it's 945 at night and that's it. We're done. Yeah, fair. All right. So that was one thing. Okay, and the other thing, because it's like 2011, is that what I said? Like, why doesn't this fucking store have surveillance inside of it? They just think Landmark's going to save them. Maybe it's because, like, it's a fence here. I don't know, man. Whatever. So they, then the adjacent store to them was the Apple store. And the Apple store, they were able to pull footage from that did show two dudes fully in black that were quickly walking in behind the Apple store that was, like, backed up onto the Lulu store. So the police were like, oh, fuck, that's interesting. And then they went and spoke with the Apple employees, and ironically, they happened to have been working late into the night because Apple was like, what's up? We're launching a new product, and everyone has to stay fucking late and learn about it. It's probably an iPad mini or some shit. Yep. That everyone already knew how to use because yep. the mini one worked just like the big one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it comes in colors. Did it at that time? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Not important. Okay. So they were there working late. Um, they said they didn't see anything, but um, one person said they did hear weird noises. It sounded like someone was moving around large furniture. And they also said they heard screaming at one point. This said, why? It's not funny. Okay said, oh, God, please help me. And then another voice go, just talk to me. Uh, and then that person told a couple people and, like, someone else heard it. But they didn't report it because why get involved? It's that, what's that? What's that phenomenon where everyone just watches and no one does anything? It's that. That's the one. Okay. Uh, they also said that they never heard any male voices. They were both women. So hmm. the copper, yeah, the cops were like, that's fucking interesting. They're like, maybe Brittany isn't telling us everything. So Sunday afternoon, the sergeant ends up fine. Like, he's, like, going around the store just doing fucking cop shit. And he's like, whoa, there's male shoes on this fold. Like, it's like a table they use to fold their clothes in the fitting mm-hmm. room. This is like these male shoes. They're clean, but they're just chilling there. And they're, it's a large pair, pair of men's shoes, uh, specifically a size 14. And the tread is incredibly familiar to the footprints in the blood. Okay. Yeah. So Good they're like, off. they're like, all right. So they question the store manager and she's like, oh yeah, no, no, those are always there because we let our, our clients try on the clothes and then we let them try on the shoes so we can hem the clothes to make sure they look really good with a nice running shoe. 
Because Lululemon is apparently fancy as fuck. Dang, that's classy. I didn't know they did that. I didn't know they did that either. I thought that was like a Nordstrom's thing. Huh. Yeah. Which I don't shop at Nordstrom's because like if I can't afford Nordstrom's, I can't afford them to hem my shit. So I'm wearing an aqua t-shirt. Come on. Yep. Also, yes. At least I have pants on today. I'm proud of you. I'm wearing actually I'm wearing chinos because I couldn't understand the temperature of the world because it was complicated today. And I ended up in chinos and now I'm a little warm, but we're still going through it. I've committed. Um Okay. So the shoes have already been there. And the police talk to the ER doctors, the emergency room doctors, and the emergency room doctors have a few different opinions. They're like, mm, yeah, she's injured. But, like, she's not actually as badly injured as we thought she was. And one of the ER, ER, ER emergency room doctors, ER, emergency room, ER, one of those guys, them, ladies, them, said that the injuries could have been self-inflicted. They look, they appear to be a little superficial. Um, whereas Jana appears to have had, like I mentioned earlier, uh, like th- about over 300 f- inflicted injuries that appear to have been done with like heavy tools and items, Jesus. found items in the, Lu- the Lululemon clothing store. Kind of like someone came at her in just like a blind fucking rage. And then she ends up having her final stab wound is a deep stab to the back of the head that actually went into her brain. And they ended up finding that knife in the sink because dishes go in there. Okay. Yeah. So the police end up locating the two men in black they had found on footage. And it turns out they're just two dishwashers trying to get home. Oh. oh. Yeah. They're just like two dishwashers. That's their uniform. The dishwashers at the bar I used to work at used to wear the exact same thing. They had all black on with black, little cute black hats. Like kitchen yep. staff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're just, you know, trying to go home. And then, like I mentioned, they had talked to um, the manager about the phone call previously with Jana about the shoplifting. They're like, oh, okay. And then they ended up finding Jana's car, which oddly was parked several blocks away from the the little shopping community. What's that called? A mall. There you go. And it has blood on it. And they're like, that's fucking odd. And it appears to have been moved post Jana's death, judging by like the time of death and all that jazz. On Wednesday, March 16th, they bring Brittany in to fingerprint her and take DNA, which she gives voluntarily. And then they, the investigators are asking her questions about Jana's car. And they're like, have you ever seen this car before? Have you ever seen Jana's car before? Do you know what it looks like? And Brittany's like, no, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, I might have seen it one time, but we only worked for th- like three weeks together. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But because they have her DNA and her fingerprints and there was fucking blood in the car, guess whose fucking blood was in the car? No. Yeah. Brittany, Brittany, your blood is all over that car. This fucking dummy. Girl. So the next day, or on the 18th, she ends up phoning them and coming back. And she's like, hey, I just have to tell you guys something. I just, you know, like, I'm just, because I I got hit my head and my brain isn't working. I just remembered something. So she says that the attackers, after they sexually assaulted her, made her get in the car and move it alone. And the police officers were like, well, if you had to get in the car alone and move it, why didn't you just take off? And she was like, well, I was just scared for my life, so I came back. 
And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So they don't tell her that they've matched the blood in it. But now, like, Brittany obviously re- realized that. was So she was trying to make it make sense to them. But because she's already been looked at in the ER doctors and they did a rape kit on her, they realized she was never raped. So they've already debunked that. And Brittany keeps pushing that narrative. So they're all just like a little bit like, ah, don't think Sounds this is sus. It's sus. So on basically that day, they ended up arresting, putting her in custody. They're like, mm, we, you're, it's, you're suspected of first degree murder. So we just gonna, we're just gonna put you here for a minute. So October 26, 2011, they ended up accusing her of murdering her coworker. You know, their, her story wasn't sticking together. She was kind of lying a little bit and they, they, they basically, they presented her to the court as like, she's lying. She's cold blooded. And like, look at all this evidence. So that's what the prosecution was saying. And they're like the, the, the defense was like, okay, well, but what about the allegations of stealing? Because if she was stealing, if she had been accused of stealing because she had lost her scholarship previously, Maybe she just snapped. Maybe she was like, fuck this bitch. Yeah. I've already lost everything, you know? And like, that's Very why possible. I, yeah. And that's why I brought that up earlier about like, we, I have no idea racially what her environment looked like at that school. I have no idea if she was like a target of racism or if mm-hmm. that's actually what happened. I, I just, I don't have that information, but I, I feel like, that. yeah, yeah. So but the court, the judge uh, said that was admissible because it was hearsay. Like, they were like, nope, be, we can't, we don't know, we can't prove that. Which, I mean, like I said, like, we don't know. It, like, it's, we just, we don't know if it was, like, a, like, a racial kind of hate thing or if she actually did that. Like, it's, yeah. So, I think that was interesting that they didn't want to include that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. But then Brittany's attorney, this this person is like ridiculous. I got to look up what their name was. But Brittany's attorney said, yeah, like he, they got up in front of the judge and jury and were like, you know what? Yes, she did it. She murdered the coworker. Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes, they, they go, yep, they, Brittany just lost it. There was no planning. There was no deliberation because his idea of doing or their idea of doing this was that. If, if they could convince the jury that it was not planned or deliberated, that it would not be first degree murder and she would not go, she would not get max in, in prison with no parole. Oh and God. then he, they would push the narrative that it was second degree murder and Brittany most likely would get 15 years and then get out or early on good behavior. So, but that was, that's like quite tricky because they don't, they can't give that motive of like the lying thing. So pushing that was pretty spicy. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and the, so then the prosecution was like, well, like judge, like the, yeah, I mean, like you could essentially say that that was what happened because of how Jana looked like she had over 300, they found out they determined it was 330 wounds to her body. Oh my God. Yeah. But the blood spatter indicated, um, that the event happened for about 15 minutes and it started from standing and she ended up falling into a crouch position and was crouched against the wall and like trying to protect herself. And then she just collapsed on the floor. 
Jesus. So they were like, if, if, and like the, uh, the amount of different weapons that were used from that red tool kit. And then the last knife that was in the sink. So they, the prosecution was like, if that truly was the case that you had 15 minutes to decide what you were doing was wrong. Yeah. And like, you had the consciousness to switch between different weapons. Like you weren't in such a blind rage that you just like had a hammer and you just like smacked him one. Yeah. You just kept hitting her and hitting her because you were just like in a trance and then you're like, Oh my God. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So November 2nd, 2011, they didn't want to put Brittany on the stand because because she had lied in her earlier statement. It kind of limited her defense. So they're like, ugh, probably not the best I the best role. Which I'm kind of like, maybe they should have because we didn't hear what she had to say. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Like if, uh, I don't know. Okay. So the defense argued that, like I said, it's not first degree murder. And that the prosecution had failed. So that's what they're that's what they're trying to build their case around. They're like the the prosecution is failing you because it's they're showing you clear evidence that this is second degree murder. Like everything they are presenting to you clearly shows this as second degree murder. And I mean, I just don't have enough education on this topic to even be fucking talking about this. But I feel like I I don't know. Like I I just. 15 minutes is a long time and switching weapons is interesting. 15 minutes is a long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. To stop. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and the the defense also, he's like, yeah, like they're like, yeah, clearly this this is a crime of passion. Like that's what's happening. So Brittany's 29 years old now, and it's January 26, 2012, and she is actually charged with first degree murder, and she does go to prison for life with no parole. Dang. Yeah. So the one thing too, like I haven't looked this up and I probably should have, but like I mentioned, I ran out of time, but like, I don't know what the jury looked like. I don't know if they were mixed between white people and people of color. I don't know if they had more people of color on there. I don't know if they had more white people. I don't know if it was all white people. I just really hope that she got a fair trial because that's all you really want for anybody. And it's horrible that Jana lost her life. I think that's like, that that in the beginning was never something that ever should have happened. She seemed like a yes. really wonderful woman and had like her, she's 30 years old. She had her whole life ahead of her. Like I'm four years older than that. That's like yesterday to me. So that's just yes. fucked. Um, and especially at your place of work, like where you, you're safe. You think you're safe? Like it's just, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And then, I feel like, like how she made her go back she forgot that wallet and couldn't find it that seems mm-hmm. like a little bit of a trap it it does I, yeah it, i see that's the thing like i agree with that but like i just like have i, I don't know maybe i'm too glass half full i just like need you to like know to, it. you like to fight for the underdog sometimes well that's I just, okay i just want to know like i want to know I, like this is my my problem i was like i want to know how many people of color were at that school when she was being accused of doing that? And I want to know how many people of color were on that jury when she was being tried. And like, I want to know all of those things that I didn't know. So maybe I'll like dub this in afterwards, but just because I want to make sure it was safe and there was no, no prejudice or like any bias. Yes. Um, Cause that's fucking real. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like at the end of the day, she still killed Jana. Like that's fucking clear. And that's yes. 
horrific. Yes. So two people fucking lost their lives. And that sucks. Two families lost children. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my case. Maybe I know you're speechless. Gonna... I just like ruined Jesus pants. Yeah. <sighs> I had such an uplifting moment with 13 and then you were like remember that feeling because you're never going to feel that good again yeah thank you (laughs) i'm like hey want to switch roles for real (laughs) oh my god that was that was full fat crime that was full fat and the other i re-listened to the other one we did yesterday and there were so many names i kept like confusing names i'm like ah fuck like i can't do one that was that complicated every day because i can't keep track of what i'm saying so many people, right? Yeah. Like Amy, Liz, Krupa. Oh my God. Krupa. Dave, Dave Krupa. It was just a whole thing. Was there anybody else? Amy, Liz. Oh, the the one that they, she murdered. Um. Oh no. I can't remember what we talked about last week. I mean, if we're going to be honest, I always forget what we talk about. And I message you every Sunday and go, LOL, I haven't made a post yet. What was our topic on? It's okay. I also have to like put my head back and close my eyes for a little bit and think about it. Yeah. I did wow. like the Eureka theory where you're like, get in the, get in the bathtub and you think about something else and you're like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Well. Fucking A. Uh, highly recommend if there's one thing you should take away. Just watch 13. Yeah. And like, I, like this, like earlier, like I said, 2003, when Brittany got yeeted from school, just the, the fact that they wouldn't want to like treat the, the potential problem is mind blowing to me. It's like, you just want people to fucking fail. Why do you want to set people up to fail? Mm-hmm. Help, help people. You know who's not set up to fail? Us. Because we record stuff publicly and put it on the internet, which is probably setting us up to fail at one point. Could you imagine? Someone will find this and be like, look at this hot trash. Don't worry. If they do find it and they have questions, comments, or concerns, they can send it to g- deepnerder at gmail.com or they can find us on Instagram at deepnerder. This is all correct. These are all places that you can voice your concerns. Or say hi to Brit. And say hi to Brit. Hi, Brit. Or tell Justin he's supposed to like cats because they're God's little furry angels with knives uh, for fingers. Cats are perfect. Uh, other than that, I think we nailed this one. Yeah, nice work. Five stars. All Check right. us out again next week for more things that'll make us kind of sad. Yay! As goes the trend. Success. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we can fuck ourselves. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Nailed it.